So I just want to say welcome to Michigan Other Mayhem and uh, screw the podcast music. No, I like the podcast music. Do you really? Yes, All it's right. cute. Da, 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 da. Da, da. Okay. <laughs> it completes the whole thing. I'm sorry. We'll keep it in. Yeah. All right. This is the show about Michigan murder, mysteries, and other random mayhem from around the world. Your hosts are Allie and Jen. And Jen, what do you want to talk about today? I'm going to be talking about the 1990 murder of Marilyn Depew, D-E-P-U-E, in Coldwater, Michigan. This murder is what was used at the beginning of the Jeepers Creepers movie. Have you seen Jeepers Creepers? I have seen all three Jeepers Creepers. So I (laughs) have never seen Jeepers Creepers. I read about this murder, learned that they used the beginning for the movie. I started to watch the movie. I got very scared about 10 minutes into it, and I couldn't finish it. Oh, really? (laughs) As a scary movie watcher, I have seen all three. And what's interesting is I like scary movies. Okay. I like horror movies, but there was something about this one that... No, it was, I seen where the lady's in her house with all the cats and the guy's in the cornfield and then he comes in and kills her and then it was, it was over. I had to turn it off. You just saw yourself with the cat lady? You saw yourself as the cat lady? Yeah, it was bad. I, um, the movie I couldn't just make it through was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. For some reason the credits start rolling. I'm like, too scary. I can't watch it. I never finished that one, the original like 70s one. So how about I'll go last because I'll be a palate cleanser. I spent two hours looking for something that doesn't exist. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so you go, ahead, you go ahead and go first and I'll tell you what I couldn't find. Okay. <laughs> so the beginning of Jeepers Creepers, if you have not seen it, there's a couple taking a drive through the country and a van speeds past them on the road. Later they pass the van, which was parked at an old schoolhouse. They see a man outside the school dumping a bloody sheet. Shortly after they see him at the school, the van appears behind them again on the road. He begins riding their bumper. The couple pulled off onto a side road, and the van pulled off to the side of the road also. The couple turned around and seen the man outside the van changing his license plate. The man had his passenger car door open, and the couple could see... Like, there was all this blood on the door. Oh, my God. The couple went back to the school building, verified that it was indeed a bloody sheet, then left to call the police. Because, you know, back then they didn't have cell phones. Yeah, right. I was like, <laughs> this is one of the times that we need what is convenient and also a pest, and that is a cell phone. That is true. It would save so many emergencies. Yeah. Yeah. In regards to the murder, the van was owned by a Dennis Dupree. The pew? Yeah. That's okay. Dupree sounds cool. Uh, Dupree just looks weird. I know. So the van was owned. (laughs) The van was owned by Dennis Dupree, Marilyn's ex-husband. Oof. Dennis and Marilyn were married for 18 years. Marilyn was the one who initialized the divorce. She's the one that asked for it. Oh, so she... Okay, right there. Yeah, she's dead and that's her blood everywhere. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Right? And, uh, of course, Dennis wasn't happy about it. 
In the divorce, Dennis received limited contact with his children. Even though Marilyn changed the locks at her house, somehow Dennis would get in and be in the house when she got home. So really creepy. Yeah, like, no. Totally creepy. And I think that usually when they um, deny you access to your kids, it's for a reason. You know, yeah. they don't usually just don't throw that around. And I couldn't figure out why. Oh, probably but, sealed because they're children, like the record sealed. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So on Easter Sunday, Dennis went to pick up his kids from Marilyn's house. The youngest child refused to go with him. He was upset about it and was arguing with Marilyn. He then pushes her down the basement steps. He went down the steps, held her up, and walked her out of the house telling the kids he was going to take her to the hospital, which we all know that was. Oh, hell yeah. One of the kids went next door and called the police. Marilyn never arrived at the hospital based on the couple's report about the van and the bloody sheet they found they found Marilyn's body on a deserted road with a gunshot to the head oh my god so he pushed her down the stairs picked her back up picked her back up acted like she was fine put her in the van and then just shot her drove her off to some secluded area shot her in the head this isn't cold water Michigan yep wait and he was a dentist right did you say no oh I don't know. I just what made that up. Yeah, you just made that up. Damn. Okay, sorry. Keep going. Now I'm worried. Like, why do I, what do I have against Dennis? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> my dentist. Oh, did my dentist come? Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm like kind of thrown off now. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I don't know why. It's okay. With it. Okay. Bally, because his name is Dennis. Oh, And it's yeah, like I... dentist. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis at this point was on the run. He traveled to different states, sending letters to friends, family, and coworkers trying to justify his actions, talking about how he was treated unfairly and he was too old to move on. So what? it's okay. I had to shoot I sh- her in the head. Yeah, I shot her in the head, but it's cool because it was because I was too old to move on. Yeah, so I had to give her one to the brain. Don't worry. Yeah. It's that's why. Yeah. Yeah. So and I think that would just be creepy. Like you get a letter in the mail. From the murderer trying to justify murdering someone. Yeah, that is creepy. So, yeah. He finally settled in Dallas, Texas and moved on with a new girlfriend. What? Yeah. He went by the name of Hank Queen. I couldn't get over that. What? That Hank sounds like- Queen. And this is like a big, you know, back then, you know, the big extended vans. Yeah. So Hank Queen driving a big van hank queen is the name of like a dirty drag queen not one of the fabulous drag queens yeah. that are everywhere but like the low rent drag queen yeah. <laughs> he was watching tv one night and unsolved mysteries came on yes and there is an i episode. love unsolved yes. mysteries we should I do the too. link in here yeah okay absolutely it was an episode about him shortly after the show began his girlfriend came home he told her that his mother was ill and had to make an emergency trip. As he packed, he kept her busy in the kitchen, making him food for his trip. Later that night, she learned who her boyfriend actually was, and a friend of hers called the police with Dennis's license plate number. The police found Dennis, who took the police on this high-speed chase, and the police had to shoot his tire out to get him to stop. Dennis got out of the vehicle, shot three shots at the police okay. and then shot himself. 
Oh, well, first of all, I just want to point out he had to kill his wife because he was too old to move on, but he had another girlfriend, so the lie detector test determined that was a lie. Yes, that's a lie. And what was interesting is when you watch the Unsolved Mystery episode, Uh the girlfriend talks about how she felt like he was trying to keep her in the kitchen. Oh. Because the episode was going on on the television, but he wasn't smart enough just to turn the TV off. I it was so bothered by this. Like, why wouldn't he have just turned the TV off? Right. You know, unless or, he thought, oh, I'll turn the TV off and she might come in and turn the TV on. Right. But her, she comes home from work. Her boyfriend's just packing. Obviously, you know that this dude's not coming back. Right. Um. And was it weird? She said when she came home. It was odd that his van was in the driveway because it never was. It was always parked in the garage. So if your boyfriend always parks in the garage and never in the driveway or in the street, you should be concerned. Right, because he's hiding something. I always wonder when people always back into a space. Like, do you not want us to see your license plate number? Like, they never pull forward into a space. Yeah, it could be. I know sometimes people are just doing it. They say for convenience, but... Yeah, I would say when I drive, you know... The big trot mm-hmm. that I have, I like to back into spaces. Okay. Because I can then get out better because you don't want to see me backing that bad boy up. It's kind of scary. It's questionable. If you always backed into your driveway, why are you always backing into your driveway? See? That's a good one. Cause I because think, at some point you're not. You're going to try to hide your license plate is what is my reasoning. Yeah. And I know there are people who yeah who do back up. I'm not saying that everybody, but I would yeah, say. Yeah, but at some point, though, your neighbor's going to just pull into their driveway. You're not Even if always, you're just running in for yeah, a second, yeah, I'm yeah. with you on that So one. if you never see that, you should be concerned. And also, that was a really cool scene in the movie Jeepers Creepers when the guy was like, harassing them on the road, and they're like, speed up, I'm trying to. Yeah, that was really yeah. cool. And... I have to throw this out here. A listener, Scott, okay. one of our listeners, informed me that the director of Jeepers Creepers is a convicted child molester. What? Yep. I did not know that. And I believe that the sexual assault was actually on somebody that a film he was doing. I think it was a child star. No Don't quote way. me, but I do believe the story is something like that. But he served time in prison. Dang. Thanks, God. That was creepy. Yeah. It's totally creepy. All right. I've got something not creepy. Okay. Not creepy. I felt like we were lacking, but I think we're okay in the end. Yeah. (laughs) (coughs) Sorry. Excuse me. So, no dinosaur bones are in Michigan. I spent hours looking for dinosaur bones in Michigan. I don't believe it. Dinosaur bones are everywhere. Here's why. I know. I had a hard time, too. So no dinosaur bones have been found in Michigan because of sediments being eroded away by natural forces during the Mesozoic era, and that's when dinosaurs roamed, right? The bones didn't really have a chance to fossilize, so dinosaurs were here, yes, but there was little to no sedimentary deposits in the whole state of Michigan for a really long interval that spanned before and after the Mesozoic era. So we had no sediment deposits the entire time there were dinosaurs around. So how can you know that there was actually dinosaurs in Michigan? There were. There were. Okay. There were everywhere. We weren't so special as they stayed away. We weren't. Ju- we were just not so special that we could not create a damn fossil out of their okay. bones. <laughs> they just eroded to nothing. So what we do have, though, 
The Michigan State Stone is the Petoskey, which is made of fossilized corals because Michigan once, um, hundreds of millions of years ago, was covered by a shallow ocean. So that's interesting. Our state stone is actually a fossilized coral. And when the seas retreated, the land was a desert with fossilized remains, like corals, and salt deposits, which is where we get our abundance of limestone. Okay. That's not bad. The largest limestone quarry in the world is in Rogers City, Michigan. So there. Wouldn't you think it would be in Petoskey? Right. Because but no. it's named Petoskey. Yeah. And that's our state stone. It Let's is. throw that out there. Well, limestone rocks are what created the rapids in Grand Rapids. Really? Yeah. And there are actually large salt line mines, large salt mines in Michigan, including one under Detroit. And you used to be able to tour the mines. Dude, I looked everywhere trying to get us a tour, and they just don't do them anymore. But I did find some Detroit history tours that we could take. Oh, that's cool. Yep, just not into the salt mines, which I was totally bummed about. But our mitten shape that we're so known for, Mm -hmm. the mitten shape, was formed by glaciers approximately 2 million to 12,000 years ago. I was like, damn, that's a lot of time to make a mitten. That is. Yeah. The glaciers' advancement and retreat, like over thousands of years, they kept coming you know, backwards and forwards, created the Great Lakes that completely, almost completely surround us. We're a peninsula. We're stuck to Ohio and a little bit of uh, Indiana. But Michigan, okay, so Michigan was under ice when mammoths arrived. Okay. By the time the mammoths were on scene here in Michigan, they were already being outcompeted by mastodons, making mammoth bones in Michigan pretty rare. In September of 2015, though, an extensive set of mammoth bones were found in a lima bean field in Chelsea, Michigan. So for this portion, I had to look up the difference between mammoth, mammoths and mastodons. Yeah. So they're both giants that look like hairy elephants with giant tusks. Mm-hmm. And just looking at the pictures with my untrained eye, the woolly mammoth is bigger and shaggier than the mastodon. But other than that, they're pretty much alike. And the official state fossil in Michigan is the American mastodon. Of course. Yeah, because we got a lot of, that's the only thing we have around here, fossilized. So mastodons went extinct about 11,000 years ago. And there are one to three discoveries a year of mastodon bones in Michigan. I'm going to dig my backyard up. There's probably going to be a mastodon bone in there. (laughs) And we have lake sturgeon, and that's the largest fish in the Great Lakes. They've been around for 136 million years. So that's, you know, dinosaur times. They've been around forever. I've never even heard of that fish. Are you kidding me? Do people eat it? No, I wouldn't. Um, Why wouldn't you? uh, It doesn't taste good. They're bottom feeders. They're, yeah, don't taste good. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Let me just say, my dad calls them garbage feeders, but I don't want to offend people out there. It's just my dad is a you know an ornery fisherman, and he likes mm. his fishing, and he sees them. They're bottom feeders. Okay. But I think that they're a Michigan's um, evolutional answer to the alligator. Like, you know how the alligator is like a holdover from the dinosaurs? We've yes. got our sturgeon. There you go. Females can live up to 150 years, and both sexes can grow over six feet long. That's big. The biggest recorded sturgeon weighed 300 pounds and was 8 feet long. That's taller than me. Uh-huh. It's almost like the two of us together. Yeah. <laughs> and they're they're just a harmless bottom feeder, though. They don't do anything to peoples. And they don't have scales, but they have, like, long plates on their bodies. They remind me of just, like, long tubes of gray. But no, i got to look it up. Yeah, they're like, I'll put some pictures. Yeah, I'll do some links. They're, like, those. long, sleek gray torpedoes. That's what they look like. Okay. 
Um, they're considered a threatened species, so their fishing season is tightly regulated, and they are considered to be making a successful comeback. So finally, we haven't, you know, screwed anything up. So, so somebody was eating them. Yeah, yeah. Well, like my dad also doesn't eat carp, and there are people that eat carp, and carp is also a bottom feeder. So I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry, everybody. You can eat whatever you want. I eat any type of fish as long as I don't have to see like the face on it. Really? Like, yeah, I don't want any eyeballs or. I don't eat like any that. seafood. I know. Yeah, there's something wrong with you. I know. That's how we die early. Is bed food habits. <laughs> so, despite no dinosaur bones being found in Michigan, we do have a place called the Dinosaur um, Garden, and uh, I think it's called Osinike. Is how it's pronounced. O S S I N E K E, Michigan. Mm-hmm. There are cement reproductions over 25 prehistoric birds and dinosaurs, like huge ones that you like climb up and stuff like that. Where is this located? In Michigan? In the mitten. Oh, I don't know. You mean like, she, like you want me to like show you where north? the mitten? Yeah. No, I think it's actually not too far from us. I think it was like mid to middle mitten. I don't take my word for it, oh. but I will do a link to the um, dinosaur and gardens. You can climb on them. Well, I saw one that had a picture, like, you could walk up into the side of the dinosaur. It looked like you could walk into it. Oh, I don't know why we have not visited there. Yeah, well, we're going to. I'm going to add a link. But they have a gift shop there and a snack bar. Gift so, shop and snack bar I'm Well, there. snack bar. As soon as I said Strip. snack bar, I'm like, food? Yeah. You know I like to eat every couple hours. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that is why we have no dinosaur bones in Michigan, although we do have some cool stuff. All right, guys, you've been listening to Michigan and Other Mayhem with Allie and Jen. Connect with us at michiganandothermayhem.com to join the conversation, access show notes, find site links, correct us when necessary, and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Bye-bye now.